You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. 10,000 layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke, and I'm here with Julian Andrews. Julian, how's it going? It's going good. It's a Monday, so, you know, uh, long day of work, and then right into class. Now straight into this podcast, so my energy level is high. It's very high. Dude, yeah, today somebody at work was like, man, can't believe it's already this time of the day. And I was like, it's two. Like, I thought it was was six. Like, what do you mean, only this time? Um, Yeah, man, it's, uh, especially for you, that's a long. That really is the biggest thing, is like the halfway point of the day really shifts. Yeah. You know, because when I'm like kind of committed to various like thinking activities from basically eight, eight to eight. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. It's hard to be on. Yeah, but right. here we are. Here we are. Nonetheless, um, yeah, we're recording this on Monday. So the Wolves play the Clippers tonight. Um, it's 930 start. We're not going to get to that. If it, Maybe if it was a regular season game, we'd wait. I don't even know if we would. Probably um, not. Honestly. Probably not. No, we have enough. To if it were about. a playoff game, we'd consider it. Yeah, probably would consider it. Um, but until then, um, hey, if you're here from uh, Facebook or Instagram ad, thanks. Um, that's fun. We started to, uh, you know, we want to build our audience. So we're, we're betting on ourselves and we're, um, you know, podcasts are still weird to market because you can have a really good podcast, which I think we do. I think I'm, I'm proud of the, the quality yeah, that yeah. we're giving people. And I think we've gotten a lot better over time. Um, so, yeah. Uh, tell your friends to listen to the 10,000 Lives podcast because it's going to be Timberwolves season soon and we're excited for it. So, um, but yeah, if, if you're a new listener, yeah. w- welcome, uh, new, new pod, new season, same pod. Um, I think probably more optimism this year than any other year. Yeah, totally. This, yeah. this at least, well, it's hard to remember the beginning of other years, you know, like we only remember the ends of the yeah, other years. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> 
That's a good point. It's it's funny because I was I, I played basketball like last week or the, the week before that with um just like, like a huge Wolves fan. Um and he actually has a Wolves podcast too as as well, uh Wolves cast. Um well, nice. but but he was just talking about how like every year it's like this, like you're kind of talking yourself into it, but you can't tell if that's what you did the year before. Yeah. So you're like, maybe is this what I always say? Or I, I don't know. Um, I actually do feel a lot better this year, but I don't know if it's just because that's what I always say. Um, before we get into wolves news, Julian, uh, you and I were texting about this earlier today. Um, there was some dialogue, I guess this morning, uh, like Woj reported that, Ben Simmons and the 76ers were warming up to an idea of Ben Simmons coming to Philadelphia. Of course, the 76ers were warming up to the idea because they want their all NBA guard back on the court. Um, even though it didn't seem like they did after the playoffs and for Ben Simmons, um, he wants to report because, well, he's lost a lot of money over the last few weeks of, um, and he hasn't gotten traded. (laughs) Um, the Sixers are like, we'd like you here in the building to recoup some of your trade value. Uh, you'd like your $8 million. Maybe we can figure something out. Yeah, like nobody <laughs> has to talk to one another. Um, yeah. You and you and Joel can have opposite sides of the locker room. Do, do you think do you take anything away from this other than like, it's going to be weird on sports center for three days when they're just in Philadelphia and they're reporting on it. But like, it, yeah. does it, does it change a whole lot? I think it does. I think if Ben Simmons reports and is playing with the team, it really changes what you can expect as Philly to get back in a trade package. And I think that's why we're hearing this story. Like, I think this story, I texted you this, but I think this story probably came from the Sixers front office. Um, I'm not saying it's not true. Like, it does seem now, like, I just like half an hour ago, Simmons took a COVID test and arrived. Yeah, he's in Philly. And so it's hard to imagine. I think, I think it makes sense for both sides for Ben Simmons to play basketball for the 76ers for the next little while. You know, I can't imagine that these relationships are actually being fixed. Yeah. After, I don't know, just after the way, after everything that's happened with kind of Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers really throwing Simmons under the bus and like all of this negative media narrative around Simmons and, I feel a little bad for him. I mean, part of this is kind of of his own making, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I, if I were Ben Simmons right now, I would have a really hard time, like actually seeing a future in Philly, but I also, you know, it, there are definitely it. pros yeah. on both sides to him coming back, at least for the time being. So I, I think probably he just gets traded in like December for like yeah. a pretty, for a pretty good package. Yeah. But I, I think you're right. It, it's going to be interesting. Cause I think there's, and like, uh, you know, what does this mean for the Timberwolves? Well, we'll see, I guess. I, I still don't know if the Wolves have enough pieces to I make. I mean, I think it, it's worse for them. Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, this way, like, Simmons can stick around until somebody that Philly actually wants wants to available. deal with because he's already there. Instead, the, the, the whole, like, Gerson Rosas thing was basically you want them to panic and talk themselves into, like, this Jade McDaniels package is actually a great package. Um, but yeah. it's going to be interesting, right? Because, like, if things, if the wheels are falling off in Philly and like it's it's almost like best case scenario for Philly is like they're like the four or five seed in December. Like they're playing yeah. fine. It's not like a panic mode, but if they're playing really, really well, it's like, well, why are we getting rid of Ben Simmons? If you're not playing well, every other team is like, okay, you, you guys literally have to make a move. Cause this isn't working. Um, yeah. I so, mean, I mean, it's interesting because 
I mean, th- they could be really good in December easily if Simmons yep. plays. And then, yeah, well, they were the right. number. They weren't they the number one seed last year? I think like one or two. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's. I don't know. It's it, winning does fix a lot of things. But um, just imagine the narrative when it comes to the playoffs next year if Simmons yeah. is still on the Sixers. Yep. And you're, if you're Simmons, you are. You don't want any part of that. So. Every pregame is just replays of. Him you know not him dunking. not shooting yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh let, let, let's get into some wolves talk um the the wolves beat the nuggets last friday they were in denver in overtime 114 to 112 which jace frederick said it perfect in a tweet our old friend uh preseason i think it said oh my god no not a preseason overtime game um <laughs> it's funny because so this is probably uh maybe it was six years ago um it must have been yeah 2015 I was covering the links and we were in Atlanta and we took a road trip to go watch the finals because we just didn't have any budget for me to go. And I basically said, I'll, I'll pay for my travel. If you guys pay for my lodging. And of course I split like a hotel room with like five guys. But, um, anyways, we were there per, like partying until, you know, 10, 10, eight or, uh, yeah, probably honestly like 10 AM. Right. Like, and you go to bed, you wake up, uh, the links won the championship, uh, that's when Janelle McCarvel had that, that crazy pass. Yeah. I think Rebecca Brunson. Um, well, regardless the next day, when we got back to Minnesota, we got back at like 5 PM, the wolves played Russia and for a preseason <laughs> game. So I went to go cover that. And a, I was just like, not in a good place, like physically, mentally, emotionally B the game went into overtime. Um, I don't think it went into double overtime. I think I'm making that up in my head. But it was one of those things where it's like, oh, my God, this is the worst. There's like 40 people in the arena. Um, Anyways, there might not be anything in the world that I've turned on as much as I have like over my life as I have with overtime, because like when I was a kid going to basketball games, you know, yeah, like somewhat rarely. The only thing I wanted was like more basketball, you know, so I wanted over. I loved overtime. I was like, seriously, please go into overtime. That's so fun. But then, yeah, after working for the team, what, oh my God, overtime. I think there's I like, no, no there, overtimes. There is like a different feeling of whether you're covering, like three things, whether you're covering it, whether you're at the arena or whether you're at home. Now, if you're at home, I cheer for overtime all the time because it's fun. Yeah. Because like I have league pass and I literally just sit there, me and, um, Jenna will literally just sit here four nights a week and just watch league pass games over and over again. And we cheer for overtime because if you're not really cheering for a team now, if you're covering the game, you don't want overtime at all because you just have to work longer. Um, if you're at the arena, I've suddenly like turned into like my parents where like when I used to be a kid, I used to be like, God, parents are just, they, they don't have any fun. They don't want to stand in line early for a bobblehead. They don't want to stay late <laughs> for overtime because we have to leave early because we don't want to run into traffic. And now I'm like, I'm 31 and I'm slowly like just becoming that, like where I don't have any patience for any, And I don't like it. I'm not like fond of it. I mean, I sometimes wanna, when we work together, we would drive home and like listen to the radio, like, yeah. listen to overtime on the radio and then just do the post game stuff from home. It's kind of yeah, like it's like I'm trying night. to. It's like yeah. I've been, we, yeah, you and I are like, hey, we've been here at the arena for 14 hours. Yeah, it, literally. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I don't want to wait another hour in ramp A yeah. to get home. Um, yeah, those are the days. Um, okay. Anyways, um, Wolves beat the the Nuggets. I really don't know what to say besides, uh, like, you know, the the one thing that I focused on from that game, um, I watched, was able to watch a little bit of it was A, the Timberwolves depth, which we'll get into later on. 
And then B is like Jalen Noel had the game winning shot. Now, uh, Jalen Noel is not in the rotation. Uh, Chris Finch says that if Jalen Noel keeps playing like he did, uh, he will be in the rotation. Noel uh, was five for 12 from the field in 13 minutes. Um, really nothing spectacular, like 12 points, three rebounds, one assist. Um, I mean, whatever. Jalen Noel will not have too many more opportunities to hit game winning shots. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess like as a player, um, he's a defensive liability, right? Mm-hmm. But I think he's like an interesting guy because he's one of those guys that we we saw last year. And maybe he's in the camp of like the Jordan McLaughlin's where yeah. I got way too excited because he's putting up cool numbers in like meaningless games. Um, 2019 second round draft pick showed some promise last year, averaging, you know, nine points. Basically it's a, the, it's a guy that can get buckets um you know like per 32 minutes right around 18 points per game i guess like overall your thoughts on like noel and yeah. because he it's a big year for him because he's in year three of a four-year contract and next year's yeah. a team option i mean if he can really get buckets then there's definitely a place for him in the nba like the nba is loaded with like off the bench guys who are defensive liabilities but can score you know like that that's actually like a, a really important kind of yeah. Player. Like think about Lou Williams, Jordan Clarkson. Like, I, I don't know. There's, and I'm not necessarily saying Noel's in that category, but if he can start to kind of like sniff anywhere close to that category, then that's awesome for him. And it's awesome for the wolves. Um, I mean, I, I like Jalen Noel, like, I don't know, Pacific Northwest guy. I like that. Um, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Give him a, ch- I mean, it's nice. This is what preseason's for, right? Like to give him the feeling of that shot, you know? And then like, maybe, makes him work harder, makes him want to get back there. Like the, you need to see as a young player, you need to see progress. You need to see your work paying off. So I'm glad that that paid off for him, even if it wasn't a meaningless game. Well, and it's worth noting that like D'Angelo Russell is not, um, you know, not like he's not, he's not untouchable. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and he just, he's a guy that gets hurt, right? Like, yeah. um, and then, you know, Malik Beasley, like who knows? So I, I think that like right now, if you look at the rotation, he's, he's certainly out of it, but I am interested. He seems like one of those perfect guys that is going to be a, like the wolves will get, you know, they'll grab his, uh, option for next year. And then he'll be 22 and we'll probably see him go to a new team for like a weird four year, like $20 million deal that the wolves maybe don't want to pay. And then suddenly he's like a good guy off a bench. We'll see. Um, hopefully it's for the wolves though. Cause I, I, I like him. Um, Julian, let's play a game. Um, It's guys that you feel comfortable in the Timberwolves rotation. Like Um, in any, like playing any minutes, basically any meaningful minutes. Let's say like, like you're, I'm, I'm telling you like, all right, we are playing the Laker. I don't know. We're, we're playing a team and we need, we want to win. We don't need, like we don't need to win. Um, But this is like any minutes at all. Right. It's like, let's say 15 minutes per game. Okay. Like, 15 like 10, like okay. let's say 10. Like okay. Basically like a it's a player that you're like, Oh, yep. We're, we're going to play this guy two minutes or three minutes per quarter. How do you feel about this guy? Oh, um, let's, let's go down the list. Um, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, uh, yes, we will we, let him do that. We feel really good. Uh, Anthony Edwards. Yep. Uh, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Yeah. Jade McDaniels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jared Vanderbilt. Mm, I think, I think, yeah, I think, that, I think, two, I think if two, it's 15, two or three minutes of court, that's fine. Yeah, totally. It, and if, if, if it's like 12 to 15 to 18 minutes a game, I feel fine. 
Yeah. When, we, we get in trouble with Vanderbilt is when he's playing like 38 minutes tonight. And then, yeah, that's right, right, right. It's, uh, yeah, that was a bit of a mental switch because I had to change my, uh, like from Cat. But yes, I would still feel comfortable playing him. Yes. Okay. Um, McKinley Wright. Uh, I don't he's not going to make, he's not going to make the team. Um, okay. I'm just going through the guys that played on Den- like De- Denver. So right now we have what five guys that we feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake Lehman. Yeah. You do feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't. I, okay. No. Cause, cause I, I just, I just remember, I just like remember him from the Blazers days and he was a really productive player. He did. He had a and good so, playoff series so and that's why he got can, paid. If you can get back to that. Um, he's extremely athletic. He's a really good cutter. I think guys like that can be valuable. I think if he like stays in his lane and stays healthy, then he can he can totally play minutes. Okay, we're at, we're at six right now. Um, Patrick Beverly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Malik Beasley. Yeah. Okay, so we're already at eight. So That's pretty good. Yep. Uh, Leandro Balmero. No. No, I don't think so either. Um, Josh Akogi. Uh, yeah, yes, a begrudging yes, just because he's such a zero on on offense, but but on defense, like free of defensive guy off the bench, like yes, I know. I think that, that that's where I'm at too. I'm like, part of me is like he's not a rotational player. Then the next part of me is like, okay, uh, here comes James Harden, and you need a guy to right. lock him down. You know, who, you know who he's like. He's if you watch football, he's like Taysom Hill. Like he's like a gadget player. You know, like he's not gonna play every. He's not going to play any kind of regular. Like he, he, I think his playing is going to be very irregular. It's like, do you need somebody who can go? Like, is the most important thing in the game right now stopping one guy? And yeah. If the answer to that is yes, then put a Kogi in. If the answer is no, like, yeah. There's if, no reason. If to the play answer him. is we need instant offense, it's like, yeah, maybe get Josh yeah, out of there. Right. Um, my favorite was like they, they always used to say, "Well, he's so good at defense that he just creates offense." Um, and I was like, well. Yeah, yeah, but he does that like, like once get, or twice. Like I, like, yeah, I was gonna say I, I understand the logic there, but that's I don't think that's true. Percentage wise, it's yeah. not great. Um, okay, uh, Jalen Noel, who we just talked about. Honestly, no for now. Yep, I think I think me too. Uh, Nas Reed. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Okay, um, Jordan Mc, more Jordan McLaughlin. Jordan, yeah, I say yes, and honestly, I was pretty much on board with him, but then I was hesitant because he didn't get as much playing time last year um but then after watching the playoffs and watching somebody like campaign um like do what he did i'm like yeah there's probably room for jordan mclaughlin to have some success in this league um okay and then the last guy's uh torian prince uh yes okay so my point there and i i i kind of knew what i was doing but um, was this a trap, Kyle? It was a trap, <laughs> but no, like we always talk about these teams like Utah and Denver, um, being so deep. Right. And I like the Timberwolves are obviously not a top four team in the West. Mm-hmm. Like those teams will likely end up, but I do think that while there's plenty to figure out of the, like who the top guys are and like the, I mean, the, the argument there is like Joe Ingles and, uh, uh, what's yeah, his name? Yeah, yeah. Jordan Clarkson are like two guys that are six man of the year candidates and they're right. both coming off the bench. The wolves don't have that, but I will say that the wolves seemingly have like 12 guys that you're fine and you feel comfortable with playing like double digit minutes. Yeah. But so, the thing is, is that I don't feel comfortable playing all of them double digit minutes. It's, it's like, it's like each, in, if that makes sense, like each individual person 
Yeah. I feel comfortable playing like individual you're... minutes. But if you are scrapping together your entire game with 12 minute stints between those guys, I'm not happy. But like, there are a lot of, I don't know. It's basically like if you move that number to 20. Yeah. I, I, I get, I get what you're saying. Like, basically, like you get your eight man rotation. But if three of those guys in the eight round rotation are Jake Lehman, uh, Jordan McLaughlin, and Torian Josh Akogi or Torian Prince, yeah. you're like, oh God, like that's not good. But if like your eighth guy is one of those guys, yes, um, exactly. Yeah. No, and I agree. The Wolves are definitely. De- I mean, I, you hit it. You hit the nail on the head. Like the Wolves' questions are not with the depth. You know, I think their bench will actually probably be pretty good this year. You know, I can definitely see some of the like on any given night i could see any of these guys having a really good game and really kind of bringing the bench up i i don't think that's going to be a problem i think they're going to run into issues with kind of their i mean what we've talked about this whole time is like their third through eighth guy yeah i agree i agree i agree i'm watching this colt ravens game it's crazy what happened there's just turnover after turnover um is is did have the ravens missed their window i know we're not a football podcast but every time i watch football i'm really taken with how how short the championship windows are like yeah just like with the chiefs being so weak like maybe it's over for them i know well maybe the ravens missed it it reminds me a few years ago and i don't know i i don't know if i can answer that question because like maybe they did miss it but also like like I, I know for like the chiefs, right? Like Patrick Mahomes is like 25 or 26. Yeah. True. Like he still is like 12. Like we, we thought the Patriots were done. Then Brady came back and went yeah. through. What I will say is it reminds me of like the Cubs when they won the world series. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and everybody was like, Oh my God, this, this team's going to be good for like yeah. 10 years. And then they never won again. And now they suck. And all those players that we fell in love with on that team are all not playing for the Cubs. Yeah. So I just think like, I, I can you know, bring it like bringing it back to basketball. You can really run a competitive basketball team for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And then I look at teams now like the bills and the Cardinals. And I'm like, you probably have to win this year or next year, or you're not winning with this group of players. You know, yeah. it's just, it's just such a different situation. It's a beast. It's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. But in baseball and football are a lot alike in the sense of like, you can come out of nowhere and be good. Right. Where, whereas in basketball, it's that so different. Happen. Unless like, you get like a crazy free well, agent. I mean, yeah. basketball, it's like you have the Hawks, right? For 20 straight years, we're like the four seed with Joe Johnson. Like, right, yeah. They, <laughs> and you kind of know what you have every, I mean, it's like similar to the Blazers over the last few years. Like it's certainly yep. not a disappointment for anybody in Portland because you have winning basketball and most cities don't have that. Yeah. But also when you look at it again, you're like, well, we don't really have a championship window at all because- we just aren't in that conversation yeah. of the same teams that are or the same players. The closest thing that we've, I feel like recently we've seen in the NBA to kind of what happens in the NFL is the Suns last year. Yeah, no, it's, they didn't it's even true. The playoffs and they went to the finals. That's and good, I guess, that, I mean, signing Chris Paul helps, but he's still just one guy. Yeah. And like, obviously to like a lesser extent, like the super teams, right? Like the Nets. Sure. I'm yeah. I'm yeah. kind of, but not yeah, counting that, but yeah, I agree. I, yeah. They, they, they shouldn't count. Um, well, we're speaking of football. Um, so another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 in any NFL game and win a hundred dollars in free bets. If either team scores a point, the last zero zero tie in the NFL was in 1943. So I'd say this is a no brainer. 
That seems like a no-brainer. Uh, the down, Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 in any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, and also, we want to thank our friends over at Three Star Sports Cards, one in Bloomington, one in Little Canada. Go to their website. They have literally everything you need as far as uh, cards, uh, whether yeah. you need materials. Um, can I, I think Chronicles, College Chronicles are out right now um, for this year's NBA draft class. So um, if you want to get like those first looks at Cade Cunningham and um, Jalen Suggs and Evan Mobley and um, all the rookies do so because they have it. And I think it's a relatively, like it's, it's hard saying cheap in today's card market, but I think it's like yeah. 250 or 300 bucks for a hobby box, which uh, it's about as low as you're going to get. Julian, I went to a card show this weekend mm-hmm. um, and me and my buddy Joey went and I bought a blaster box of Donruss football Ooh, and, nice. and I bought a optic box of, uh, of, basketball Damn, now granted the optic box of basketball was $90 and those are the ones that used to be $20 uh, I love those the yeah, optics so are my favorite I bought I got a Lamello um oh, base rookie sick. card that looks good looks like a like a PSA 10 maybe let's um, do this and then in the Donruss football I got a uh, Zach Wilson number to 25 autograph and um I think Zach Wilson stinks I watched. Yeah, he's I, I woke, horrible. Dude. <laughs> I, woke up, I woke up on Sunday morning early to watch them play in London, and it was not good. But yeah, um, no. yeah so uh, that's fun. Um, all right, let's get to some news around the NBA. Uh, some more Timberwolves news um, over at NBA.com and pretty much all over. People are doing their NBA predictions. Sean Powell over at NBA.com made his season predictions. Uh, yeah. he, he, he put them into tiers and the wolves were in the bottom tier with like the Kings and a few other teams basically saying, yeah, not, not your year. Uh, here's what he says in a best case scenario, Carl Anthony towns delivers another solid season and becomes the team's second best player after Anthony Edwards. That would mean the wolves are moving in the right direction with those two building blocks. The tough decision, however, they must reach the trade deadline by the trade deadline is is D'Angelo Russell a keeper or a goner? Wow, I haven't heard many people besides us talk about this. Oh my God. Okay. Um, yes, that is absolutely the best case scenario. Is that Anthony Edwards is better than Cat? Um, I think Cat is now one of the most underrated players in the league. Um, I think we would not be. I I will say like I think the odds of us saying Cat is a top ten current NBA player at the end of this season are higher than the odds of us saying he's any worse than a top 25. Yep. Um, and so if Anthony Edwards takes a huge leap and is also in that conversation, that's obviously incredible news for the Wolves, and they should hundred percent trade D <laughs> Like <laughs> at that point, if you have, if you have two of those guys, like if Anthony Edwards is that guy and cat is that guy, you don't want anyone else. you like, you don't want D taking shots. No, what and that's I think I don't think Sean maybe maybe is hinting towards this, but I think if Edwards makes the leap that we think he does, we always want to talk about Towns being well. Towns will be the second fiddle. I think that 
sure, whatever, who cares who the second fiddle is? I think that pretty much proves your point that like you don't need D'Angelo Russell. No. Like the, And like, Kat loves Edward. Like there's all this talk about how Kat and Dealer are really good friends, and they really are good friends. So I understand that there's maybe some sensitivity there, but Kat really likes Edwards too. And I don't think we should forget about that. Like Cat and Edwards could really be something together if Edwards is a top 25 guy. Yeah, it's going to be hard to trade the contract, obviously. Uh, this year, uh, he's getting paid. Uh, Russell is getting paid $30 million. Next year is the final year of his deal. So maybe he's, maybe you can get him, get, you know, get an expiring contract. Yeah. yeah. $31 million. So um, I don't know. Keep, keep an eye on that. I, I, th- I think. I don't know if I agree with him saying the wolves are like for sure out of the playoffs. I don't know. I don't either. And like the towns Edwards thing, like, yeah, I think the better way to put that is Edwards probably has a higher ceiling than towns. Like is Edwards better than towns in his second year? No, I think you, I think you crushed that take. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's like, I know you like this idea that Edwards has a higher ceiling than towns. And I don't necessarily disagree with you. But to me, it's like if Edwards even approaches where Towns is at now, like, you know, we're in good shape. Like, I I just I think I maybe just think Towns is better than you do. I think that's probably fair. Um, and I, it, it's frustrating because I think Carl is so gifted and Zach Lowe says it continuously on his podcast. Like he is a probably the best offensive big man of all time. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's an exaggeration. But if you're the best big man of all time, like why isn't your team one more and why haven't, why isn't he dominating? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's what I understand that. And I think that Edwards has the personality to dominate. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Okay. So that's, that's that. Um, More news around the league. Uh, The nets have come to terms. It sounds like if you've read any of the quotes from Steve Nash, basically uh, over the last week saying that, the Kyrie Irving is not going to play in any home games and he won't play any games against the Knicks and he probably won't play any games in California or in, in golden state for sure. I guess I'm not sure on the, the like the statewide law. Um, Julian, what, what's the most likely scenario here? Like at Irving probably just stays with the nets because who wants to tr- trade for him, right? He's going to trade for him now. Yeah. I mean, he's going to stay with the nets. It, it's, I don't even know how to address this story. It's it's incredible. Like, well, a I think the Nets are going to be fine. Like that. Like, and that's I think going to bother Kyrie. Yeah. Um, but I think the Nets with Katie and uh, Harden and even like Patty Mills. I mean, we talked about like, this a bit last week. Like like, they're going to be Aldridge. fine. Yeah, we, we yeah we did. They're going to be really this. really good, and and I think that's going to bother Kyrie. And so I think if there's anything that gets him back. It's that. And I hate to like kind of talk God, bad about it. God guy, forbid. Well, no, but God forbid I, the thing Kyrie, that would get though, you like, God, for, yeah, God forbid the thing that would get you back would be like getting the vaccine to keep people healthy. I know. Right. And I, I just feel like maybe he gets it and gives some really strange quotes and that would be good because more people getting vaccinated is good. But like, ah, man. Yeah. I don't really see Kyrie like sitting on the sidelines and not creating drama as the Nets either win or lose without him. Well, worth noting that uh, he's due 35 million this year. And obviously if he can only he's play in half, that, yeah. If, yeah, if he can only play in half the games, he gets half of it. And then if you're the Nets, you have to like, think, do you want him there for half the games? Like, I what, don't. Does that, what does that look like? I don't either. I think I probably just tell him like, you are just not going to play this year. We'll yeah. pay half. We'll, we'll pay half your salary, but it's really not worth the distraction. Yeah. 
And then he, of course, he has a player option for the next year, which is 36 million or 37, which my guess is that nothing's going to change in Brooklyn with the vaccine. Like, no, for sure. So, um, you can go to like the magic or something. Yeah. I don't know. That's, but, but but exactly. Cause that's the thing that you, you almost have to opt out of your deal if you're him after next year or after this year, because if you know, you're only going to get paid half your salary again, like you almost have to go somewhere else. Especially, I mean, yeah, if he really, if he actually holds out and like doesn't get the vaccine yeah. and doesn't play, which like, actually what's he going to do? Like forfeit two like 10, years of his career? We're like 10 days away from the start of the season. Yeah, it's really like, wild. Um, and then final news, uh, WNBA finals is happening. Um, mm-hmm. Game one was uh, on Sunday. Um, the Sky, the uh, Candace Parker in, in Chicago won game one, one to zero. Um, who do you got? This is kind of a fun finals because I think for there's like, certainly like I, I haven't had time this summer to watch as much WNBA as I'd mm-hmm. like to, but it is fun seeing like Parker and Tarazi, like two very, very familiar faces going up against each other. Um, who do you got? Um, I think, I mean, it's, Oh God, I really want to say the mercury, uh, cause I really like Tarazi and, I really don't like Candace Parker. Um, Oh man, it's tough to bet against Chicago right now. Just, I don't know with, with the, the, I don't know, but it's really, I can't bet against, I don't know. I I really can't make a pick. It's it's really, really hard. I'm going easily make a case for both of them. I mean, I could see Skylar Diggins Smith really kind of taking over one of these games too. I'm just going to go Tarasi. uh, Yeah for no other reason than it's her. Did you yeah. see they gave her like the goat award? They gave her a, an award that said like goat on it. Nice. Which I mean, she probably is. Yeah. I mean, that's cool, but it, what a weird, that is pretty weird. Like it's almost like they're like the WB does stuff sometimes and I'm a huge fan. Yeah. But they do stuff sometimes where you're that's like, weird, they do some weird that's stuff. not <laughs> like, like not, that's not how sports, that's not how this works. Like you don't just give somebody the goat award. Like Michael Jordan doesn't have the goat award. Now yeah. LeBron would give it well, to himself. Well, they're doing this whole could. like WNBA like 30, 25. 25 years or whatever. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I mean, and after God, every the, the Mercury got killed. Yeah. Too like that. That's tough. Yeah. No, I think they're gonna win. No, I think they're gonna win game two for sure. And then it's gonna be a real series. Uh, where was game one? Uh, it was in Phoenix. Yeah, it was in Phoenix. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll see. All right. Uh, I really hope Candace Parker doesn't win. Shout uh, out to Candace Parker for like every all the other good stuff she does. I like her on TV, but on the court, enemy, frustrating. Enemy of the state. Uh, Julian, you'll be uh, part of one segment of our podcast next week. So next week we have a two-parter. Now the first part you will not want to miss. Anybody. Um, we have uh, Michael Pina on from Sports Illustrated. He wrote a really, really good article about Carl Anthony Towns about two weeks ago. We've been we've had him on the pod before. We're, we've been trying. Um, he's going to come on the pod on a Wednesday to talk about that. Um, I'm Julian is busy. He has like work and stuff. Um, <laughs> I do too, but I'm going to make some time for for Michael for that interview. And then um, we're Julie and I are going to talk together and we're going to do our three star sports cards, uh, like five players to watch or five players I like or something like that. We'll figure it out. So just a heads up, like you can listen to the we'll, we'll make sure the interviews on the first first half of it 
for the hoops fans. And then the second half will be hoops and cards fans. Um, we can, we can talk about that. So, Oh, cool. Um, all right. Well, Julian, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, get some rest. Um, thanks everybody for listening. We'll talk to you later this week. 10,000. Ten thousand layups.